Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. See, if I know the word and I do the word, I'm going to be successful. We hear people all the time. You hear lots of things on TV. You can be successful. Oh, you can be blessed. You can be blessed. You can be blessed. It's wonderful. Just be blessed. You never hear the word sin in their message. No, blessing comes from knowing the word of God, repenting, and walking with God. Never changes. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. We can come to church every week and think we've been filled and we're ready to go conquer the world. Pastor Mark will tell us not to be deceived. It takes more than just filling a seat every week. It takes listening and reading God's Word with intent. When we obey and do God's Word, we will have freedom, blessings, and success. But we also must remain teachable. This comes from a persistent routine of reading God's Word so that we don't forget what He's taught us. And finally, we must simply do it. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 23, with his continuing study entitled, The Benefits of Hearing and Doing. James is saying, you have to look into the Word of God. It is, it is the mirror. We understand that application very simply. It's not difficult. Unlike a mirror that focuses on the external, when we hear the Word, as you're doing this morning, or, or we look into the Bible, we see our motives, our desire, the inward you and me, and God opens our eyes to the real you and me. And let's be honest, it's not pretty because we're pretty selfish people. In fact, the Bible says the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? That's why God has us to look at the Word of God. So you know this. You don't need to write it down. Hearing must be, must result in doing simply, simply, simply. That's why we're here this morning. Pastor Mark, wow, this is great. I can talk about bagels. No, we're not talking about bagels. We're not talking about spinach. We're not talking about a Nike hat. We're talking about the Word of God that God is speaking to you. What are you going to do with it? That's what it's about. Now, look at verse 25, because I'm going to give you four ways, James teaches us, four ways to know how to listen or to read the Word of God. Here we are, James 1.25. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, he will be blessed, she will be blessed, and whatever they do. Here's the first of the four. Write them down this morning. All our campuses, here we go. Number one, 
James says we have to look intently. We have to listen intently. Listening and reading with intent. In other words, being teachable. It's not a casual look. It's not a quick glance. But it's an intentional look. When you get up in the morning and look at a mirror, here's a mirror. You, you don't walk in your room and go like this. Oh, good. No, you're going to look into it to see if there's any, did I, did I get my hair right? Is there, my nose need, need to be trimmed? My ears need to be, you know, all the crazy things. The makeup all right? My bright, look like a clown over here. Got to fix that a little bit. We look with what? Intention. It's not a glance. It's with intention. Why are you here this morning? For a glance? Your weekly glance? Or is it here to really be changed and transformed? So watch what Paul would say about this. Acts 17. As Paul taught, he mentions the Bereans. Watch. And the people of Berea were more open-minded. They were, they were teachable than those in Thessalonica. And they, watch this, they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. Notice the words, teachable, eager, search, day after day. Good stuff. Can I congratulate you this morning? At our campuses, you are people, I'm so proud of you, you're like the Bereans. You absolutely are teachable. You're eager. You're here. You're ready to listen to the Word of God. You search the Scriptures. You get our sticky things. You're in our devotions. I'm proud of you this morning. See, that's what James says. That's what Paul was saying. There's a benefit of listening and reading with intent so that I can change to be more like Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Now, notice what in verse 25, Paul says something. You're looking into the perfect law that gives freedom. The law in the Old Testament was perfect, but we didn't have the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament to help us obey. In the New Testament, we have the law, we have God's law, and we have his word, and we have the Holy Spirit in his helping. But let me share with something. When we have the Bible, what do you think about God's word? Here's what the world thinks about God's Word. When they see the Word of God... By the way, my wife and I were discussing this the other day. Lots of people will say, well, I'm not a Christian, but I know the Bible. They do not know the Bible. They're they're just using an argument. They're clueless about the Bible. Now, I wrote these down because I hear this a lot. When people who are not believers, they need to be enlightened to the truth of God in a way only you can really understand the Word is have the Holy Spirit living in you. Here's what they think. Here's what they think about God's Word. It's restrictive. If you become a Christian, man, there's no joy in your life. It just, it, no, 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 no. They think it's foolish. What are you, idiots coming to church on a holiday weekend? It's guilt producing. And here's the big one. It drains you of life. It's exactly the opposite, but they're deceived. See, if you look at this as restrictive, then you miss the heart of God. Every no from God is a love note from God to you. Don't go there because it's going to hurt you. Well, don't give me the well. He loves us. This is our roadmap for life. You also cannot be selective. I like this. I like that one, Pastor Mark. Not so much that one. (laughs) Who cares what you think? It's the perfect word of God. 
He will give us the ability to fulfill that word. So if you look at that word wrong or selective, you're going to struggle in your walk. That was a word for some of you this morning. You struggle in certain areas. Well, times have changed, Pastor Mark. God's word never changes. Now, let me show you the solution to that. Watch this. Know that obeying or doing all the Bible brings three things. Write them down. It brings you freedom. It brings me freedom. It it brings me blessings. And it brings me success. Now, watch Joshua. Joshua, Old Testament. See, the Bible doesn't change. Same principles. In the Old Testament, watch what Joshua says. Joshua 1.8. Study the book of instruction continually. Good job. There we are. We're into the Word. That's why we study. Meditate on it day and night. Make it part of you so that you know how to live. And so that you will be sure to obey 60% of it. Is that what it says? No, what does it say? So you can be sure to obey, say it with me, everything written in it. Now, what is the promise if I do that? Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. See, if I know the word and I do the word, I'm going to be successful. We hear people all the time. You hear lots of things on TV. You can be successful. Oh, you can be blessed. You can be blessed. You can be blessed. It's wonderful. Just be blessed. You never hear the word sin in their message. No, blessing comes from knowing the word of God, repenting, and walking with God. Never changes. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Now, obeying God's commands are not burdensome or impossible. He helps us. Let me read to you because of time. One day Jesus was talking to a bunch of Jewish people who were believing in him. Let me read it to you. You can write this down. You can look it up later. John 8. 31 and 32. Let me read it to you. Here's what he says. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said this. If you hold to my teaching, what he meant by that is, you're hearing my teaching, you need to do my teaching. If you hold to it, if it becomes a lifestyle to you, if you hold to my teachings, you are then really my disciples. A disciple is a learner under discipline. It's another person that has no root, It's a person that's really following Jesus. Spiritual transformation takes place in my life when I know the word and I obey the word. It it, it takes place. Now, we hear this next verse, verse 32, everywhere in church, but they never connected with the first verse. Let me read you what the second verse says, verse 32. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, they never connect it with the first verse. Why the word then? Because you have to read the, the first verse is this. Jesus says, if you know the word and obey the word. Perfectly? No, none of us. But that's our goal. If you know the word and you obey the word, then you will know the truth. The truth of what? That obeying God's word is good for me. And then you will be what? Set free. See, we hear this all the time. Free, free, free. How do you get free? By emotion? No, by knowing and doing the word. Then I can have emotion. Do you got it? Then I can have emotion. Well, I'm free, Pastor Mark. (laughs) Probably not. If you sat this morning through worship at our campuses and it didn't move you, hmm, (laughs) you need a little kick. 
because it's joyous serving the Lord. Could I hear an amen? Amen. All right. So the whole thing that James is trying to tell us is one simple thing. It's to just do it. Just do it. Just do it. All right. Now, look at verse 25 again. The first thing that James says we have to do is what? We have to look intently. Look at the second thing. Write it down on the overhead. He continues to do this. See, it's not an event. It's not an emotional event. Pastor Mark, that sermon was fantastic. I love it. When are you going to be back? Uh, maybe Easter. That's about next time I'm looking to come back. No, there's a problem. There's a big problem. He continues. What does that mean? It's persistent. It's routine. As I said, every day we look in a mirror... We should, no, we should no less look at the Word of God. When do we look at the Word of God? There's three ways to look at God in His Word. Watch me. First one is privately in my quiet time. Every day, just like a regular mirror, I need to look at the Word of God, and I look intently. How am I doing, God? Thanks for the encouragement. Thanks for the kick. Thanks for forgiving me. You're an amazing God. So that's every day. Second, we look in the Word God as a church family. Here we are. What are we doing this morning at all of our campuses? We're looking intently at the Word of God. You, you can't miss this. Now, I'm going to challenge you a little bit. God designed us to meet together as a family. Let me tell you my, my idea of how that works. You should be, you should have a quiet time. You should be in some kind of a small group. That's the third way we look at the Word. Let me give you a little clue here. If I'm in a small group and there's 15 people in that small group, pretty hard to be self-deceived because somebody's going to say to me, what are you thinking? Not going to happen here. Not going to happen here. My, my wife will say to me, what are you thinking? Well, I can't be self-deceived because she's not deceived, but I could be deceived. So she's going to what? Confront me and love to change. Small group helps you do that big time. So you should be, have your quiet time. You should be in some kind of a small group. And you need to be here on either Wednesday night or the weekend on a routine basis. Now, a lot less people on Wednesday night anymore because they're in small groups. I could care less. That's fantastic. But let me challenge some of you. This weekend service is super important to your spiritual health. It's more important than your golf game. It's more important than your kid's soccer game. Too tired, Pastor Mark. It's more important than schoolwork. It's more important than biz work. It's more important than yard work. It's more important than painting a house. You need to be here as family. I'm not after every weekend, but you should be here routinely, regularly, under the sound of the word where the anointing of God is going into your life. Now, here's what we're discovering. People that used to come every other week, now, this is nationwide in America. Not in other parts of the world. They come about every third week. People used to come every three or four weeks, come once a month. People used to come once a month, now come twice a year. Do you think that looks good for the world? No, that looks bad for you and the church. Can I challenge you? Be here. This should be a priority for you. Weekend or Wednesday? Not a third thing on my list. This is where we gather together. That's what the church is. You'll see more of that next week. But By the way, let me challenge you a little bit. I love the internet. We have right now 1,000 people watching us around the world. Hi, guys. Good to have you. Now, many of them do it for lots of reasons. They're home and, and they're here in town, but they're home, they're sick, there's a baby, there's something, they couldn't make it, couldn't get here. No problem with that. I love all that. Then there's people all around the world that don't have a church to go to, and so they love this. That's those people that are calling us. Can we come? Do We love that. 
And there's people around the world that have nothing. I mean, they're overseas. We have people from all overseas like crazy watching. That's a great thing. We're pleased to provide it for you. But can I say this from the heart of a pastor? If you're local and you can get to church and there's not a sickness and there's something weird, would you please just get to church? Be here. Be here. Be at one of our campuses. There's something different about looking at the person next to you and saying, take the spinach out of your mouth, would you? Can I hear an amen? amen? See, you can say that to the dog, but the dog doesn't pay any attention to you. Be here. Be here in church. Number three, look at it. Not forgetting. It means continuing impact of God's word. Now, how do we not forget the word? Well, being here. What I'm teaching, if you've been in church all your life, you've heard this teaching many ways. But what happened this morning? You and I were reminded just to do it. What did Jesus say when he told us about communion? Why did Jesus say with communion, remember me when you take communion? So that we wouldn't remember what Jesus did for us once a year at Easter. We're pretty forgetful people. The world swamps us with information. When I look into the Word, I want to remember it. The Holy Spirit brings it back to my attention. It's a transformation process. That's why when you're in it tomorrow, that's why when you take notes, it helps you. Coming to the weekend surface, discussions in small groups help. Me, I like to journal. That reminds me. This week, I went and had, had a situation, and I'm still working through the situation. It's a health kind of a thing. It's going to be fine. But what do I go back to? I'm here because God's healed me all along. All kinds of good stuff happening. Same for you. You ought to hear the stories of people's life. See, you got to go back and go, God's for me. It's going to be okay. And wherever you're at this morning, leave the past. In the past, he's going to do a new thing. And last, notice what James says. Not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it. He will be blessed. Here's number four. Write it down. Just, Just do it. So I look intently at the word. As I'm looking intently at the word, I'm allowing the Spirit of God to speak to my heart. I'm persistent with that. It's become kind of a natural thing to me. To me, at 5.30 or 6, I'm up every morning. It's a natural thing for me. He said, well, you're a pastor. Has nothing to do with it. Get into a habit of being in the Word of God. And then how do I not forget it? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. So it comes back to me. When I'm counseling, the Spirit brings it to me. Just do it. Now, James no doubt heard Jesus talk about a lot of things. Remember, he's a skeptic for more than 30 years, probably 25 years, something like that. Eventually, after he meets Jesus, as all of Jesus' brothers and sisters were unbelievers, bunk beds, unbeliever with Jesus, they saw the miracles. They were skeptics. They never believed until they met him after the resurrection. But James heard Jesus, probably privately, Jesus come home and say, well, what happened today? Well, I did this, cast out 14 demons, healed seven people. Yeah, cool, have a nice day. Their heart was what? Hardened. Remember, we're praying for our loved ones. Nothing's impossible with God. James is the one writing this, a skeptic who's become a radical believer. But he, he writes, just do it, because he heard Jesus for sure say this. Take a look. Look what Jesus says. Now that you know these things, 
Now that you know the truth of the word of God, now that you know the application, now that I, that you know, I said to you, if you even look at a woman, you've committed adultery. See, it's not just about the act. It's back again to where? Our heart. Now that you know these things, you will be, say it with me at all of our campuses, you will be blessed. What was the first thing I asked you this morning? Do you want to be blessed? Every hand went up. Well, then how in the world are you going to do it? That's what Jesus said. You'll be blessed if you do them. So what does that say? I will not be blessed if I know the word of God and refuse to obey the word of God. Oh, yeah, but I'm free. Oh, no, you're in bondage. Jesus says in John 8, he who sins is in bondage to sin. See, unbelievers don't believe it. I'm free to do my own thing. You're not doing your thing. You're doing Satan's thing. Some of you have never possessed salvation. What does it mean to be born again? You have to repent of your sins. I don't want anybody leaving at every campus. You have to repent of your sins. You were born a sinner, and you sin by nature. That's what separates you from God. I want everybody listening to me at every campus, in the commons, in the cafetorium, be quiet. This is eternal destiny. And for many of you, it's yours. God said he wanted to do a new thing. For some of you, that new thing is salvation. You've been coming a long time, but you've never personally accepted Jesus Christ. In a moment, we have time. I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to change. I want you to change this morning. You have to repent. You have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for you because that's what saves you. He paid your penalty, which was death for sin. Then you have to receive him by faith. And then you begin walking after him. He gives you the strength to do all of that. But it's personal. It's not religion. It's not a form. It's not a church. It's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He'll change your life forever. Some of you, you've made a profession. It's time to get real. You've been sitting in our campuses or other churches your whole life. You've made a profession. You might have even been water baptized, but there's never been a change. It's the old you. It's time to get real. He wants to do a new thing. It's time for you to make a real commitment to Jesus Christ. Some of you have backslidden. You're not doing it. You're doing exactly the opposite, and you discovered you're not blessed. You're hurting. There's no way to be successful in life unless you're following Jesus Christ. I'm just honest with you. And my goal is to get you to repent and believe like every single one of us have done. That's the only way you get saved. If you repent, every person that comes to Christ, every person that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He will never throw you away. He'll bring you to salvation. So what we heard today on Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark is that we can't just sit in a seat at church and do nothing. We must listen to God's Word, read God's Word, and then just do it. Pastor Mark asked us if our minds are set on sin and what you want, or is it set on what the Spirit wants to teach us through His Word? Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. 
Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Be sure and tune in next time on Lessons for Living when Pastor Mark will tell us the one thing that God wants us to do. We all want the answer to that question. Pastor Mark will continue to challenge us to just do God's Word. Don't sit back and watch the world go by. Get involved with life. Hearing the Word and doing it brings blessings, freedom, and success. But we must do it, not just hear it. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together... Let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear 